Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. Amen, 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 amen. Good morning, family. Can you give Jesus a big praise in the room right now? Give him praise, give him praise. Amen, amen. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Can you welcome everyone who's joining us online this morning? Can you welcome them? We welcome you online. Amen. We are Thrive. Someone say, we are Thrive. And we don't know how to do anything else but Thrive. Can I get a witness? Amen. It is good to be here. Um, I know that I missed you more than you missed me. I'm going to act all shy. Um, thank you for your prayers. Uh, my wife, Lori, and I were afflicted by COVID. The last, uh, a few weeks ago, we got, uh, we got COVID. And uh, I want to just thank you for your prayers, for reaching out. Um, we got food. We got supplies. Um, we've got, we got text messages just uh, sharing with us your love and your concern um, and, uh, and, and, and I want to give God glory because, um, Lori actually got very ill. She got very sick a few days there. Um, we, we were, were pretty bad. We have, uh, some nurses, some wonderful nurses in our congregation that would check in on, uh, her occasionally. And, uh, twice we were advised by them. You need to go to the emergency room right now. Um, th- that, that's not good. What she's feeling, experiencing, but her numbers aren't good. And so, um, but by the grace of God, um, the Lord brought her through. She is, she is still very exhausted and, um, and, and not near 100%, but can we give God praise? Her lungs work. She's got great oxygen. <laughs> praise the Lord. Um, and so we are just very, very grateful um, and, uh, and appreciative of your love for us. Thank you for your prayers. Prayers work. Prayers work. So thank you for standing in the gap for us. Um, I'm glad to be back. Um, I don't have a ton of energy either, but I am healthy. Uh, I'm not sick. Um, just that COVID fatigue. Can I get a witness? Anybody know about that COVID fatigue? Um, uh, but other than that, um, we're, we're doing great. So again, thank you so much. And um, there are um, actually a number of our church people um, that have, our church family that have been impacted by COVID. Uh, uh, I think there are two that are in the hospital. So would it be okay if we pray for them? Um, and anyone else, someone that we know, love, that has been impacted by this particular illness, um, we, I believe that prayer worked. I believe prayer got Lori through, and we're going to pray our brothers and sisters in Christ through. Amen? Amen. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you. Because here we are, um, more than a year and a half into this pandemic, and you have never left us. You have never forsaken us. You have come through time and time again. You have shown yourself merciful and, and, and one who listens to our prayers. Lord, many of us have lost loved ones to this illness. And even in that, Lord, there was no victory by the enemy. Lord God, we saw your grace at work. You have maintained us and strengthened us when we couldn't uh, keep going. You kept us going. And so, Lord, right now we pray um, for our, any church family, any family, any friends, any coworkers that we know that are battling this uh, 
terrible illness. We pray against that illness in the name of Jesus Christ. We know that you are the God that heals us. And so we pray for them, that you would help them to recover. Lord, that you would clear their lungs, that you would break any fever. Lord, that you would uh, cause the headaches to, uh, to go away. Lord God, that you would strengthen their bodies, Father. And may they know it was you. We thank you for doctors. We thank you for medicine. They only go so far. Father, you must intervene. And I pray they would know it. Lord, we pray for those who don't know you. They're rebellious against you, but they're sick. And we pray that you would come through in such a way that they bow their knees before you and they confess that you are Lord. God, we pray for them. And we thank you for keeping us this far. We pray that you'd prepare our hearts for the word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give him one more praise, family. Amen. So today's going to be a little bit different. Um, a, a week ago, um, last Sunday, so a, a week ago in the evening, we had a special business meeting and where we uh, shared some, some new things. Someone say, keep it new. Amen. And so, um, and so I want to just share with you because uh, I, I know, I know uh, many of you weren't there and some of us, many of you online were not at the meeting to hear uh, the plan. So I wanted to share, take some time here during the message portion. I'm still going to preach, but I want to take some time to, to share with you because we are Thrive. Um, and God has shown himself very faithful to us. And I want to just kind of bring you up to speed. Uh, for, for a while now, um, I have felt a shift taking place in my, in my life and um, not sure exactly how that was all going to work out and how all that was going to go, um, but believing or knowing, not just like believing, but, but understanding um, in my heart that the Lord was preparing me for a different season, a different um, ministry. At the same time, someone say same time. At the same time, not feeling like we um, were not supposed to still be involved in helping Thrive Church. And so um, through a, a series of conversations, um, I can say that some miraculous doors were open. Doors were open that, that I could never open um, for me to move into a new area of ministry where I will be coaching pastors. I will be coaching um, pastors in other parts of the country. I'll be uh, pa uh, coaching pastors in other churches and, um, and also more than likely begin teaching at a university um, in the near future. Um, church leaders in training. Someone say amen. Is that a good thing? Amen. And so, and so that's the heart that God has given me. Um, at the same time, uh, Lori and I love Thrive Church. This is our church and we're wondering, is there a way um, for, for us to do both? And would that be selfish? And so um, the Lord has really worked it out so that I can begin to step into um, a new, this new ministry of coaching other pastors and, uh, and, hel and helping develop other pastors, but at the same time stay involved in the leadership here at Thrive. Um, and so at, uh, at the end of this year, on December 31st, I will no longer be the lead pastor but I will continue to serve at, at a full-time capacity here at Thrive through April of next year. So all the way until April 30th. Uh, May 1st, I will start to uh, launch out into the, some of the new responsibilities that, that I will have. 
However, even after that, um, the, the role that I will enjoy here is Pastor Emeritus, which is a fancy word that I made up myself. Uh, and, uh, and basically what that means is I'll be a, a coaching, consulting, advising pastor on the leadership team. I'll still get to preach uh, occasionally. Um, I will be uh, working with the staff. I'll be working with the board of directors. Because how many, how many want Thrive to stay Thrive? Amen. How many love Thrive? Come on, give it up online. Give it up. You love Thrive. You love church. You love your church. We love our church. And so... Um, and so by the grace of God, the, the partners of Thrive that met last Sunday night um, uh, approved of our, of our plan. And, uh, and they have elected uh, Pastor Chris Goes as the next lead pastor here at Thrive. So I'm going to welcome Pastor Chris. So uh, Pastor Chris is uh, not as handsome as I am. He's not as skinny as I am. He's not as tall as I am, but Pastor Chris has served with, at my side for nine years, nine years, and I can tell you that, that we have intentionally worked over the last two years to prepare him and to prepare this place for uh, him to lead if the partners were to have uh, chosen him, and the partners chose him overwhelmingly, like almost 100% vote. Um, to enjoy the leadership of Pastor Chris. And um, again, he'll take over January 1, um, but I want him to just go ahead and share his heart with you. All right, can we just give it up for Pastor Eric? Come on. Love you, grateful for you. I'm so excited that you dress more like me now than me dressed like you after eight years. <laughs> hey, it works. I, I won't take long. I'm excited to hear the word. I'm excited to have Pastor Eric back behind the pulpit this morning. Uh, but on behalf of me and Vanessa, Zadok, our family, Alex, uh, we love you very much. We are so excited and honored to be leading Thrive in this next season and to be able to do it with the family still together, with Pastor Eric still around and involved with the team that's excited and still going to be here as well. Uh, we're just so grateful and uh, I'm just so excited to see what God is going to do here at Thrive through our church, reaching people, planting campuses, launching small groups, doing Doing all that we're going to do, the new building project, and I wouldn't want to be a lead pastor anywhere else except for here. I really wouldn't. And so I love you guys. I love you so much. Love you, family. Grateful for you. And uh, the best is yet to come, for sure. Amen. Amen. Someone say, the best is ahead. I believe that with all my heart, and that's why I'm excited to still be a part of it. I'm like, will you please let me stay? Please. Like, I, I know I can't be the lead guy anymore. That's God's will. But can I at least be a part of it? And uh, I was so grateful to Pastor Chris because um, he had to be A-okay with it and our board of directors and our partners uh, to be okay with this uh, plan. And I believe that um, we're doing something that, that hopefully more churches do. And let me tell you why. Typically, when a lead pastor feels led to go into another uh, area, another direction, they just leave. And they have to get someone from outside and that person doesn't know anybody and they don't know the church. And, then, and usually there's quite a bit of difficulty uh, in that kind of transition. And honestly, I've been in ministry my whole life. My dad was a pastor my whole life. It hardly ever, ever goes well. But we believe that this, in, th in, this, uh, in this approach that it should be very smooth because hardly anything's gonna change. And, uh, and we believe this is the healthiest way for Thrive to stay Thrive. Because, again, how many love your church? 
Amen. We love our church. So, so uh, the best is ahead, and Lori and I are super excited uh, to stay apart. Lori's still going to stay over Thrive Women's for the foreseeable future, um, and my kids are going to go to youth group here, and, and it's still going to be family. Um, I'm just going to start to embark in some other areas, and so uh, we are very excited um, about the whole thing, about the whole thing. Would you stand for the reading of God's Word today? Um, I want to just deposit... Uh, a, a, a word in your heart. And um, for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about um, the legacy of our church. Um, we've been in a legacy series, but we're going to spend a few weeks talking about the legacy of our church. And then in a, in a few weeks after the uh, Fall Fest, by the way, help us volunteer, help us get that done. Our Fall Fest, uh, we will be celebrating 30 years as a church. 30 years as a church. And we're going to talk a little bit about, about that, but we're getting ready for that celebration so um, we will make sure you know uh, all the details on that. But we're going to turn to Joshua chapter 4, and we're going to just read two verses. Joshua chapter 4, we've been in Joshua all year, and I felt led to come back. Back to this particular text in Joshua chapter 4, verses 21 through 22. And God's word reads, he said to the Israelites in the future, someone say future. When your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them, read it with me. Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Heavenly Father, speak to us today. Have your way in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated today. I want you to continue uh, to love your church. Um, I love our church, and there's a lot to love about Thrive Church. We are uh, on the precipice of celebrating this 30-year milestone. And I can tell you that um, on the first Sunday of, of this month, of October, um, if it wasn't for COVID, Lori and I would have been here, to celebrate our 17th year to the day of officially leading this congregation. And I want you to understand that um, one, one important part of the joy of, of being a part of this congregation is that the legacy of Thrive Church is miraculous intervention. It's miraculous intervention. Can we put that up there? It's miraculous. Someone say miraculous. miraculous. It's miraculous. And, and this is why. Because when we first arrived at Thrive Church, you've heard the story, like 35, 40-ish people um, uh, $3,000 in the whole fund when they told me, uh, Pastor, we want you to be our pastor and we will pay you, I think it was $2,000 a month if we got it. They meant it. Um, this church was very small and in the eyes of the world, very fragile. Anyone on the outside looking at this small band of believers with just a few dollars in a renting a half-burned-down church at the time, literally. There were more birds in the building than people, I promise. I wanted to count them, too. You know, we had 65 today, you know, counting the birds. Um, and, and we didn't own anything except a janky seven-channel little sound system uh, that worked sometimes, and we didn't own our chairs. We had to do a, a fundraiser because we were, I don't anyone remember the old overhead projectors from school? That's what we would use for songs, and we would project it on the wall. And I had to do a fundraiser for a projector, because back then there were $2,500 for, 
for a projector. I had a, we sold cookie dough. I can't believe we did that. I pulled out an old junior high fundraiser idea. We sold cookie, frozen cookie dough and frozen pizzas to raise 2,500 bucks. We couldn't afford the screen. It still went on the, on the wall. But, but we, at least we had a projector and we used my laptop to run the, you know, the slides, the PowerPoint. Um, on the outside, anyone, anyone just looking at it would have said, why are you still trying? Just go to another church. This is too hard. But that group, that 35, 40-ish group of people, man, they were uh, not willing to die. Can I get a witness? They're tough valley folk. They're made of the good stuff. And they had a vision, and Lori and I were uh, dreamy-eyed enough to say, yes, this is a good thing. And, uh, and I couldn't believe it when I first got here. So some of you that are new to Lathra, like all you know is like Mossdale, River Islands, maybe you know, the, the Joseph Widmer School area. Like, when I got here, there was hardly none of that. And Manteca looked down on Lathrop. I'm like, why does Manteca have an attitude? How's that? Like, Manteca? Manstinka? No, just kidding. I live there now. I live in Manteca now. But, you know, Manstinka? They used to call it Mantuica, you know? And, and Manteca's looking down on Lathrop? What's that all about? It gave me a little attitude. And I, I grew up, you know, in a I'm Hispanic, Mexican home, and there's a saying that, that si se puede. It means you can do it. I'm like, si se puede, we can do it. And uh, sure enough, the Lord, by, by uh, his grace, walked with us. Walked with us. Walked with us through the twists and the turns. That first year of leading this congregation, I think it grew. It grew from like, 40 to like 65 or 70. And, uh, and uh, that first year, our, our total, someone say total. Total giving was about $52,000 for the year. Um, this year, during a pandemic, we have given $75,000 to missions. We went from $52,000 to survive to $75,000 to missions. Can you give God praise for that? During a pandemic, because you're faithful. God, God grew us with people. We went into the high school gymnasiums. Anyone with us during the high school days? We got some high schoolers. Remember carrying those chairs and those stages? God bless you. You can do almost anything now and still go to heaven after those years, let me tell you. Those were, there were people who literally said, oh, oh, set-up church? I ain't going there. They wouldn't come because they knew they'd gone to other set-up churches where they had to set up. No one wanted to set up. But we had a, a, a group of brave people that, uh, that helped us just kind of navigate. And I can, I can give you a thousand stories of how God miraculously intervened on behalf of this church because before you got here, he knew you were coming. He knew you were coming. So he kept our heart rate up. I just got out of a COVID f uh, fire, so I'll say he kept our oxygen above 90. <laughs> he kept us going. He kept us functioning. Doors would close uh, only because I, we learned doors would close because he had better doors to open. And there were times when he wouldn't open that door because we weren't ready. Can I get a witness? And if he would have opened the doors too early, we would have blown it. Can I get a witness? 
So he keeps some doors just closed. And there were times that I wondered, Lord, what's next? How are we going to do this? But God would miraculously intervene. That's the kind of church Thrive Church is. We believe that God can do anything he wants to whenever he wants to. That's why we pray for the sick and tumors disappear. That's why we pray for the sick and diabetes disappears. That's why we believe that God can meet your need and that he is good all the time and all the time he is good because we've seen him miraculously intervene and we want you to live the same life as your church. We want you to believe that God will miraculously intervene on your behalf, not because you're good enough, but because he's good enough. He is gracious and powerful and able that's why we ain't skirt that's the La Puente coming out in me the old barrio the old neighborhood we're skirt I ain't skirt no we ain't scared even through a pandemic when many other churches have closed we haven't been scared we have helped other churches survive during a pandemic to God be the glory God has caused our church to thrive to help other churches survive so they can thrive. Miraculously intervened. He wants to miraculously intervene in your heart. He wants to miraculously intervene in your marriage. See, the qualities of a, someone say I believe. The qualities of a church that believes this, a people that believe this, or a person, a family that believes this is that when we, is that we keep marching. Someone say, keep going. There are too many quitters. Period. Yeah, I said it. There are people who quit. They give up when it's hard. They give up when it's tired. They, they go back to old ways when they're stressed or they're anxious. We aren't quitters. Thrive Church is not a quitting church. If there was a time to quit, it was 17 years ago. But instead of quitting, we kept believing. When you believe, you keep going. You keep marching. When you don't know what to do, do what you know to do. Anyone ever not know what to do? Just wave at me. Don't be proud. You ever like, I don't know what to do. And you got to convince your kids it's going to be okay. So you tell them it's going to be okay. And then you go to God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you ever said that about your kid? I don't know what to do with about her. I don't know what to do about him, right? Hey, when you don't know what to do, do what you know to do. You know to pray. You know to worship. You know to read your Bible. You know the most important things to do. You know to wait on God instead of making another mess. Do what you know to do. Keep marching. Keep going. When our church, once our church is so funny, once our church went past like 50, we got evicted from the church we were renting from. I ain't even embarrassed to say it because they ain't there no more. There might be a reason why we survived and they didn't. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. They, they booted us because they would keep attendance on this calendar that was stapled to the back of the church. And it, 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 it would say 42, and we were like 36. I didn't write it on there, but I knew. And then once our church got to like 45 and they were stuck at 42, they're like, y'all got to go. People are coming here thinking this is your church. I'm like, they, they, they said, they come to our church. We didn't have church till like, what time was it, two? Oh, you weren't here either. Nope. Two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Two o'clock in the afternoon. And they'd come at 10. Hey, is this, because at the time we were called Lathrop Christian Center. Hey, is this LCC? Is this Lathrop Christian Center? We're like, no. This is our church. I won't tell you the name of it. 
And, and they, told, they complained. They said, keep them. If they come to your church, take care of them. Love them. They ain't mine. You keep them. Everyone thinks this is your church. So they booted us. Can I just tell you, it was the scariest, best thing that could have ever happened to Thrive, to LCC, because now we had to go to a gym. How many know there's plenty of room in a gym to grow? We went to Lathrop Elementary School when they first built that gym. That gym was like 16 years old because we were the first ones to go in it. And it was nice. We're like, this is nice. There's no birds. There's a whole roof. And we, we got a team and we'd roll out the, 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 the chairs and we'd roll out the, the, the cords and the, and the sound system. And can I, can I tell you another miracle? I'm just talking to you today. Is that okay? Hey, I had COVID. Is that okay? I do whatever I want. All right. I'm just talking to you. You want to hear a miracle? I was the lead pastor of a church that had church every Sunday in a gym for eight and a half years, and, and I never learned once how to put the sound system together. That is a miracle. Because what happens if no one shows up that knows how? We're doing acapella. It's a miracle. But God opened the door miraculously. That's a whole other story. So funny, I'll tell you. But God opened the door at Lathrop Elementary School until we outgrew that one. And then we went over to Lathrop High School when it was brand new. Can we have church here? And again, the lady who miraculously opened the door at Lathrop Elementary had moved to Lathrop High. She says, give me your application. I'll put it on top. Oh, come on, somebody. There's a whole story to that. I wish I had time. I don't. Because I have COVID. I could only, you know, go another 10 minutes, all right? But let me just tell you that God opened doors. And then we filled that gym. And then we ended up at this little ministry center. We call it the Clown Car Church. This was the old Union Hall on Louise Avenue. It's still there. And we have church there. We don't know where we fit your kids. We used to stack them. <laughs> we used to stack your kids. We didn't have, I don't know how we put 22 babies in a little room. I have no idea. Don't ask questions. They made it. <laughs> they survived. And they loved our church. And, and, and our churches grew and grew until I actually asked a real estate agent, find a church, a place we can rent because there's nothing here in Lathrop. Uh, it, we had just come out of the recession. There's nothing here. There's no buildings here. There's nothing here. Find us a place to rent. And he said, Pastor, I didn't find a place to rent, but I found a place for sale. I said, well, we can never afford a place now. I mean, we're coming out of the recession. He says, they only want a million and a half dollars for this building. I said, only? Okay. I didn't know Derek Carr at the time. I would have called him. So I said, okay. Um, so we made an offer for $1.25 million, just to be cheap. And they accepted it. Now I said, I got to find the money. It's funny. I learned that you can actually get into an agreement without any money. I learned that. So... Uh, I mean, the agreement only lasts so long without money. You got to approve it later. But I got at least 10 days. And so I call our lender. I said, hey, you know, I know that, I know that we, you know, we probably don't qualify for a lot of money, but we need a lot of money. Will you give us some? <laughs> and our lender did his math. He said, you know what, Pastor Rick, we believe in you. Your church in the clown car building over there, people falling out of the building to get in fit. 
we believe in you, and uh, we're going to give you the money. So we bought this building. By a miracle, we were able to build it miraculously with the help of some very, a very key member. And we got it built, and, and we got it. It took almost every penny that we had to get in. I mean, we got in with less money in the bank than we had, than we needed for a month's worth of bills, which I don't recommend that. But that's just how it all happened. And as soon as we got in, we got an appraisal for our lender and the building, this building back in 2014 appraised for $4.6 million. We could have never bought this building. That's God. That's God. You know why? Because God knew you were coming. God said, you need a place because you ain't going in that. There ain't a room in the clown car church no more. And some people are too sophisticated for the clown car church. We got to get them a building, a nice building. And God gave us a building where we could fellowship. And before COVID, running four services on a Sunday here at Thrive, God miraculously intervenes for this place. Someone say, keep marching. You got to keep marching because he's going to come through. I believe that part of the story of, of God for Thrive Church is the story of God for you. And that is that he will bring you on purpose. Someone say on purpose. He'll bring you on purpose to impassable rivers. He's going to say, I want you to go this way. And then he's going to make sure that that way includes some obstacles. When the people of Israel, they go, God says, go that way. I'm giving you that place. They got to the Jordan. This is what this text is about. And they couldn't pass it. It was reminiscent of the Red Sea and Moses. They get to this river. I want you to know that impassable rivers are a part of your testimony. When you get to an impassable river, go in the direction God wants you to go. Don't get frustrated. Don't get depressed. Don't get discouraged. Certainly don't go backwards. Wait on God for a miracle. Don't try to part the Red Seas yourself. You'll kill yourself. Don't try to do something you can't do. Those things you cannot do, you got to wait on God to do. See, he made a way for Thrive where there was no way. He'll make a way for you when there is no way. That's your story. Can I just, I got to remind you, because we live in an egocentric world with a social doctrine that teaches us that the world revolves around you. Whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel good, whatever you feel you want to do, you do. And the Bible is totally the opposite. The Bible says God will tell us what to do. And whether you like it or not, feel it or not, you're supposed to do it. it so, so are you still with me? Yeah. This is really important. What the Bible teaches is worship God. What the world tells us is worship yourself. When you worship yourself, you just do whatever you feel like. You leave your husband, you leave your, 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 your wife, you, you quit a job just because it's hard and the boss don't like you. You, 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 oh, you, you, you get drunk, you, you do whatever. You, you, you watch the things you shouldn't watch, do the things you shouldn't do. Why? It's worship of self, but that's not Christianity. The Bible teaches us worship God, which will inevitably mean you must deny yourself. That's what it means. Are you with me? It's okay if you don't like it, but are you with me? Because I know I don't feel good, but that's the way to freedom. That's the way to hope. That's the way to health. That's the way to God. 
So his story is written, his story is written through your life. I want you to hear me. He's not writing your story. He's writing his story through your life. And he's not writing a book for you, all about you. He's writing his story through your life. So he's going to say, go this way, and then you go that way, and it's like going through a stiff wind. But you know, there's peace in your heart. There's conviction. I'm going the right direction. I'm doing the right things. Why is it so hard? Because God wants to show the world it's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. He wants the people in your life to look at you. Why are you singing? Why are you smiling? Why are you laughing? Why are you happy? You're, you're in the same mess I am in. And we get to testify that our joy is not tethered to a job or to a society. Our joy is tethered to God himself. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So my joy can be complete no matter what. No matter what. So he will intentionally, some will say on purpose, get you to a place where you can't go any further on your own. He'll take you to a Jordan so that he can bring himself glory through your life. So that when you get a job you shouldn't really have and you didn't even lie on your application, you can say, God is good. When he pays bills for you, somehow, some way, way too much month for your money, but you make it so that you can say, God is good. I ain't so good, but he is good. When he heals your body, when he restores your children, when he protects you on the freeway so that you can say, God is good. And he parts those waters and you walk on dry ground. You cruise, like you ain't even getting wet. You ain't even feeling the mist of the water, the river. You can hear it all around you, but it isn't touching you. There's something impermeable about you. There's something indestructible about you. Paul says we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Shut down, maybe, but never destroyed. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So we walk with an attitude, with a smile on our face. And it's all noisy. Someone say noisy. How many know what it's like to go through a noisy time? When I say noisy, the band shows up. I've been through noise. I've been through chaos all around me. But for some reason, there's still a song in my heart. I'm still worshiping him. I'm still honoring him. See, we're a church that has to trust God before the impassable river. And then when he splits it, don't take credit. We give him the glory. God has parted river after river for your church. And he'll continue to do it. He's parted the river through the COVID. And we're still walking. Someone say amen. We're still walking through the COVID, COVID river. This is a COVID river. It's the longest river in the history of, of rivers. It's like a, a year and a half river. But we're still walking. On dry ground. That means... He dried up the ground when he separated the waters. He took, he took even the, 
the harm out of the ground. We're not slogging away. We're not, we're not, we're not getting exhausted through this. We're walking. He made it not just, uh, uh, he didn't just separate, but he dried it. So that, why? So we could move. So that we could be free. He's doing that for you. Just like he's done it for this house. I believe that your church, the, the blessing of your church is cascades on its people. There's Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, that please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week. There's, there's love in this house. There's joy in this house. And it cascades onto you. They're fancier churches and fancier preachers, but this place wooed you. It, there was, it was home. It, there, was, there was something you were looking for here. It was Christ transparent. And what, what works in this house will work in you. We impart it to you. We give it to you. We bless you with it. And what God told Joshua was put some stones up. Put some stones. We talked about this before. Put some stones up. Why? Because you can't forget what he has done. I, I, there, there have been Jordans in my leadership time here at Thrive. And I have to look back and say, but you got us through the last one. You didn't bring us this far to leave us. You're a good God. There are people to win to Jesus. There's a, there are people that are going to move into this community that need a good church, a happy church, a loving church, a church without a, a bad attitude. We want to be that church, God. You didn't bring us this far for us to fall down. This isn't my church. This isn't even our church, God. It's your church, I prayed. It's your church. So you're going to sustain it. You're going to pay its bills. You're going to bring the right people. You're going to bring the right team. You're going to give us the right place. And you got to believe that for you too. And you got to remember what the goodness of God. To keep yourself marching. Someone say march. To keep yourself going, but also to share it with your children. Because if you don't teach them, who will? You got to remind them, no, remember when God healed me? Oh, but remember when we were really struggling and God made a way where there wasn't a way? Remember when, mijo, I got this job by the grace of God. God is in your life too. He's going to take care of you. This church has a legacy of miraculous intervention. And God has that same purpose for your life. I'd like you to stand with me as we worship.